0: Morning. The following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of dark fringe radio podcast without the permission is strictly prohibited if you do we will find you and then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul thank you enjoy the show
1: coming to you live from the Mistopheles studios it's dark fringe radio And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, happy 2019, it's the first episode of the year, thanks for joining us on Dark Fringe Radio, I'm your host, Will Martinez, and we got a great episode for you tonight, of course, my co-host for the evening and every evening, Jay Colosi. Jay, what's up? What is going on, my friend? Not much, man, not much, a lot of stuff going on in the news, man, and just, uh, Glad to have started 2019, man, with you and, you know, starting this podcast again, man.
0: 2019 is going to be our year, man. It's going to be a good year. 2018 was a rough one, but 2019 is already sky's the limit.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree, man. So uh, I just wanted to remind everybody how to listen to the show. You can catch us pretty much anywhere where you catch all your podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, also Google Play. Uh, if you uh you know catch us in any of those uh you know formats uh, please give a five star rating and also um some type of um feedback comments as well that really helps us out of the podcast and helps us out with the advertiser. so please do that and uh, help us out with the podcast we'd really appreciate it and uh social media you can catch us on uh Twitter Facebook Instagram also on YouTube just look up dark fringe radio that's what you just search and uh we'll pop up there all the episodes of the uh the podcast uh, are up on um, facebook and also on twitter of course on youtube as well and uh, instagram is kind of our social media that we kind of post on a daily basis there so um, you can catch um, all the latest news on the instagram front there so um, that's pretty much it man um, jay did you have anything for the intro anything else uh
0: no just keep up uh keep up following us getting those five star ratings the more you can grow the more we can reach the more we can educate the more we can conversate
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, a new segment that I wanted to introduce, uh, introduce to the uh, podcast, Jay, is a mailbag segment. Message from the dark side. There is, and we've been actually getting some emails from a couple of uh, uh, listeners for the podcast, and so I wanted to share them um, on the show, and so and discuss uh, basically what they had to say. So uh, we'll start. All
0: be damned. <laughs> we got
1: fans. Yeah, we I'm do. Proud of that. We do. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So like. Um, Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, um, please, again, I want to encourage everybody, if you do have something you want to uh, send over to us, uh, whether it be um, just general questions, anything about the show, show suggestions, guest suggestions, anything like that, uh, shoot that over to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. So, Jay, tonight, uh, the first uh, email that we got was uh, from Ernie Gifford from uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. And the subject of the email was so uh, show suggestion. So he has a Wait. suggestion for a show. Uh, Ernie writes, uh, Hello, guys. My name is Ernie. I've uh, been listening to the podcast for the last two months. I uh, really enjoy all the content that you guys are putting out. I wanted to know um, if you guys would ever be doing uh, are interested in doing a show on near-death experiences. The subject fascinates me. I had an NDE about five years ago and ever since then I've been able to tap into and access another side of my brain. I believe now that I've developed psychic abilities and have uh, vivid and lucid dreaming uh, nevertheless I think it would be a fascinating subject to talk about. Thank you for all your uh, shows and keep up the great work. So that's from Ernie Gifford from Tupelo Mississippi and so he's talking about near-death experiences. Um, that's a great show idea. right? That's a great show
0: idea. It's that's, that's definitely something that there's there's a lot of content to to go over. There's a lot of different um, people have had different experiences with them, and you know maybe we can see if we can find some kind of central line between them. Maybe we can maybe we can figure something out. Uh, being so smart, you and I will. Yeah, I and think I know, so. maybe maybe if he's available, he can come on and tell us about his near the death experience. I would like to hear about it and hear uh, you know what his life was like before and how it kind of changed after.
1: Yeah, That's that. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, Ernie will reach out to you. And uh, see if you could be available for the podcast And uh, you can come on and talk about your experiences And we can talk about it And uh, really get into it So uh, thank you for sending the uh, the email uh, Over to us I think it's a great suggestion Like Jay said um, We've never done a podcast on near-death experiences um, Jay, have you ever had a near-death experience in your life? Um, the closest I've come Was I got into
0: a, a nasty car accident Not nasty I mean, I, I, I was fine. Uh, but I was in a car that was airborne and landed on its front end. I got to be honest, I don't think I was anywhere near death enough for, for that to count. That was probably one of the scariest moments of my
1: life. So, no,
0: nah, uh, I have not had one.
1: Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I've had a couple.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I've had a couple scrapes. But, um, yeah, I've, I, I fell out of a moving van doing about 45 on uh, on Seacrest right. Boulevard. I told you that story before, and then... Yep. When I was about four, I fell out of a third-story window and fell onto the first-story roof. So that was also another, you know, <laughs> you know, scrape there. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's how the
0: hell you're still here is nothing short of a miracle.
1: Exactly, exactly. But no, again, thanks, Ernie, for sending over that email, man. And um, we'll be out uh, in uh, contact with you and see if we can get you on the show. So thanks again for sending that uh, email over to us. Second email tonight, uh, Jay, comes from Ronnie Jimerson from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So the subject for us on this email is the flat earth. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could either be What's really it? good or really bad. So <laughs> let's see what uh... – It's going to be really
0: something one way or the other. <laughs> oh, so, what does is? Chattanooga
1: say? <laughs> well, Ronnie says uh, – Ronnie Jimerson from Chattanooga says uh, – uh, the name's Ronnie from Chattanooga. That's how he starts off the email. I listen to I your like it. yeah. I listen to your podcast about the flat Earth and such, and I think it's a load of bullshit. Okay, <laughs> wow. All right, we're starting off strong. So, how in the hell can anybody believe that we live on a flat surface? I agree. Okay,
0: it don't. Uh, yeah, let me let me be clear, Ronnie. I'm with you, bro. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I don't even think I was part of that that interview, but I I was. I've been from day one. Uh, this motherfucker is nowhere near flat. But continue. Sorry,
1: Ronnie. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll explain my reasoning for doing a podcast on the flat Earth after after this email here, Ronnie. But um, uh, <laughs> it don't even make any sense. I'm not. I'm reading that verbatim. So um, all them history books from the beginning of time have been saying we live on a round shaped planet. Where the hell do these people come up with these crazy ideas, anyhow? Okay. Goes the Bible? He, he, <laughs> here we go. Uh, he goes on to say, "The Bible says the Lord shall spread His love all around the earth, around." And he puts "around" in big letters, caps. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: I like and, it. yeah, he says like round, like a ball. Um, period. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to let you know uh, and find out what your take was on the whole issue because I find it kind of sounded like you were agreeing with him on the podcast. Thank you for the show and uh, appreciate it. That was it. So, Ronnie, uh, strong email, man. Thanks for sending that in. We do appreciate it. We even like these kinds, um, these feisty ones. Um, and the reason why I did the podcast, Ronnie, on the flat earth is because the flat earth theory is a popular theory. Uh, as much as you want to say you want to agree to it or not, it is a popular theory. Can't deny that fact. So, that's the reason why I did a podcast on it. And Quite frankly, it was a um, a poll that I actually posted on, uh, I believe, Facebook, and I had that amongst three other subjects, and it blew everything else out of the water. It blew everything. It's such it's such a divisive topic because,
0: from what I've interacted, or from what I've seen, or from what I've heard, the conversations I've had. Uh, if you believe the Earth is flat, you believe it with such such strength, such such passion that uh, and they they really think that we've missed the mark us round earthers uh, you and us Ronnie um, <laughs> but they seem to be so like they're they're ready for a fight they're always ready for an argument yeah, uh, yeah. you it's know and, and on that podcast I do remember you know we'll ask some questions and sometimes we sometimes we, we do try to have to be professional we, we can't try to piss off people that come on uh, not exactly. with where we're at yet so exactly. we will get there ronnie we will get there
1: yes we um, will get there
0: but it's such a divisive topic that you we had to talk about it you couldn't not not talk about it um in fact it was probably better that i wasn't there because i don't know if i would have been able to keep my mouth shut because i <laughs> believe the earth is round and i believe there's a million different ways to to show that even if you look beyond just the Earth. If you really I mean, think about it, you can look into a telescope and look out into the stars into the universe. There are no flat planets. Everything yeah. is a shape. Everything's round. Everything's semi-spherical. Yeah. So it wouldn't really stand to make any sense that unless unless everything revolves around the Earth, which I don't think we're that important, No. no. that why would we be round also? And that's just if you want to take it to the very basic bottom basement level kind of a uh, an argument. But it's such a huge divisive thing that the people that believe that the Earth is flat, uh, they're some of the most... Um, that's the what I'm looking for, they're like they're, they're just so defensive and like ready for an argument because they think that just because we disagree with them, we think that they're stupid. That's not that. They're very sensitive.
1: They're very sensitive. They're 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 very sensitive. Yeah, they're very Why? triggered. As soon as you start f- fighting back, they're like, "Oh, you're just you're just reiterating what you've been taught all your life." And I'm like, "Well, fuck! I can look at the moon. The moon is round, right? Why would the Earth be any different from the fucking moon?" Excuse my language. Yeah, there but is I mean. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So to, yeah, because it bothers me when you curse. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your very divisive topic,
0: it yeah. had to be it had to be talked about. We had to we had to grab it, and we'll we'll revisit it another day and and maybe have a uh, a little bit more of a, a, a debate with whomever we have on that at that point because we'll kind of reset our footing. But that's why we did it, Ronnie. It you know it was a good episode. It uh, gave someone an opportunity to come out and and speak their mind, whether we agree with them or not, which is a huge part of what this entire society could
1: use. Exactly. And Ronnie, just to answer your question, where I stand, I do believe that the earth is round. I do not believe it's flat. There are times, there are scenarios where you could see, where somebody could make a point of something, uh, of, of maybe a scenario where they could say the earth is flat. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, that's where I stand. The earth is round. OK, uh, but again, as Jay said, I had we had to do the episode of that podcast. And, um, you know, again, it was actually one of the highest rated podcasts that we've done. And uh, that just goes <laughs> to show you yeah, it's the top five. And uh, and out of 46 episodes. So, you know, that goes to show you that people want to hear about it. As much as it may sound crazy and as much as we don't agree to it, like I and Jay and yourself, Ronnie, um, you know, we believe that the earth is round. But again, you know, these subjects that come up, they become so popular. You just have to talk about them. So, again, Ronnie, listen, thank you for sending that email. Um, we do appreciate that. And we um, encourage more of you guys out there that listen to the podcast send in emails please we want to hear back from you we love the feedback we love to uh, you know uh, talk about it here on the podcast me and Jay could chop it up and just you know uh, discuss it and uh, give you give you our uh, take on it so that's it for the mailbag for this week Jay appreciate you uh, doing that one with me and uh, we can get into um, some news that I want to kind of talk about first you know Jordan Peel right? Yeah.
0: I do Jordan Phil. He and I went to different colleges together.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's he has a, a great career now in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ever, ever since that um the movie that Gate Out that he came out with a couple of years ago uh, which, you know, did phenomenal in the box office. Um, it's a, a gem of a horror film. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the ones up there. It, it's very unique in its own way. Uh, now he has a new one called Us that's coming out. Have you heard anything about it?
0: I've not heard anything about it before you brought it up to me. Uh, I don't think I had... Uh, tonight I don't think I've heard anything about it at all.
1: Yeah, so again... The cool thing about Jordan Peele is is that he really focuses in on the African American actors and type of background in these movies, which I think is great, gives a lot of depth, gives things yeah. a different take because you know obviously people react to different situations depending on where they're from, right So it, it's yeah. good to, it, it's good to get that aspect of uh, of that you know the African American uh, culture side. And he does it here with this movie where it's kind of focusing on this family, where they encounter a group of doppelgangers, which is basically, if you guys don't know anybody out there that doesn't know, are people that look exactly like yourselves. So it's like another family that's kind of moved into the neighborhood that look exactly like them. So it's kind of like this twisted thrill ride that uh, it looks like that he's put together when it comes to this film. Uh, when it comes to this family and a doppelganger family living like a few houses down and just things just go completely awry and people are just raving about this film already it hasn't even come out yet but the critics are all talking about it and saying that it's uh, probably one of the best horror films they've seen in a long time with an original type of um you know theme to it you know that's something that right you know a lot of it has not, it's not like the same formulaic type of horror film that you always kind of see with like a serial killer guy, you know, killing some, you know, people for one particular reason or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so he takes his whole new approach to this horror film and it just, it, it sounds completely like uh, something that, uh, you know, it's it's going to do so well because it's so original.
0: It sounds really cool. You know what
1: I... Uh, on the topic of movies, not to jump off us.
0: No, please. Um, but have you heard M. Night Shyamalan's third movie, I guess, in his whole Unbreakable universe is, is like getting ready to come out? I think it's called Glass.
1: Glass, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So I- I've heard some pretty interesting stuff about about that one. Uh, and of course, coming off the of Switch and Unbreakable, um, which the, the time off in between has been interesting and. and there was that little bit of touch and switch where you got to see Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll be curious to see how that leads into Glass, mm-hmm. which is, I think that, I think that's gonna be the final installment of these of these this trilogy. But I never realized Unbreakable was gonna be a trilogy. I thought no, it was pretty cool.
1: That's, no, that's, that's how it's going. So yeah, nobody so knew. There's, a
0: lot, there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff out in theaters so. here.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, you're absolutely right. And nobody knew that was going to be a trilogy. Um, nobody knew that was going to be a trilogy until after um, you know uh, the film that he, the second film that he did with uh, James McAvoy, which was a fucking stellar performance. And any of you guys have not seen that movie, where he just snaps in between different characters and uh, personalities, <laughs> I mean, you saw James. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, I mean, just a fucking remarkable performance. I mean, he just goes from personality personality and it's so drastic in between but yeah i mean i'm really looking forward to that one as well so we got us coming out we got that one coming out glass is coming out there's a few others that are coming out this year so you know 2019 is shaping up to be uh, quite a year for horror films and um, we'll be talking about all those ones that are coming out jay did you see that bird box film by chance that's on netflix everybody's been talking about
0: I have heard a shit ton about it, but no, I've not actually watched it. Yeah, me neither. Yet
1: me neither. I do watch it. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I don't know if I want to do a review on it since it's been out already for a couple of weeks or two or three weeks. And, you know, a lot of people have seen it already, but I'm kind of curious to see what it's all about. I've heard some really good stuff about it. I've heard some really bad stuff about it. But, again, uh, I think I may check that out over the weekend and maybe do a review uh, for uh, next week, so another thing I wanted to talk about, Jay, a voice of our childhood and uh, most of our ah. adulthood, Mean Gene Oakland passes away last week. And uh, for those that don't know, Mean Gene Oakland was a uh, color commentator and also a backstage interviewer at the uh, WWF, and uh, that's wrestling. Best to ever do it. Yeah, the best ever do it. I mean, he, uh, you know, he did it from like 1984. Uh, all the way to 1993 and then uh, he switched uh, companies and uh went over to WCW <coughs> 1993 uh-huh. to 2001 so he had a long career of these uh-huh. uh you know backstage interviews had a hell of a voice uh was able just to be able to like get the best out of you know the best performance out of all these wrestlers he was just able to you know ask the right questions and uh you know tell hey. the right story
0: they always had such a good uh, back and uh, back and forth, and um, and he was always. And maybe it was because he was so little compared to them, but they never like pushed him around. Even I remember there was one where uh, Macho Man Randy Savage um, says something about I think his face is crooked, and he says something about back about his beard. Like there was always such a, a great back and forth, and it. You know, um, a show that I've referenced that I listen to all the time. Uh, it's called the, it's the Dan Lebertard Show on ESPN. Yes. And they, they'll they have... They like to go back to wrestlers often. Uh, they talk to... They talk to um, Ric Flair all the time. But they used to talk to, to Mean Gene. Uh, you know, every so many months, they'd have him on. And if you ever get an opportunity... Anybody... If you guys listening ever get a chance, you really want to hear... Uh, what Mean Gene was really, really like, and hear how he just—he was so good with back and forth. He was just yeah. so great with, with the give and take of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really talented and very, very understated at it. Nobody really thinks about how, how hard it can be to have that kind of back and forth with just to everybody. He could do it with anybody. You go back to the Dan Levitard shows and you pull up them interviewing Mean Gene Okerlund, and they are some of the funniest uh, and most interesting interviews and conversations as a strong suggestion for
1: me. yeah and I mean he is beloved in the wrestling community I mean he's the one guy that everybody says that he gets along with everyone he there's no one that is uh you know ever said a bad word about him uh he just had that knack personality just to be able to get along with everybody and anyone so uh i mean the conversations in the back and forth you talk about that you know and how how good he was i mean of course who none other than, better than you know hulk hogan who you know basically kind of put that in the forefront by you know talking about Mean Gene and, you know, bringing his name up in the interview, you know, right from the beginning, you know, let me tell you something Mean Gene, you know, he always would start the interview like that with him, and so that that mm-hmm. was, that was you know, that was the beginning of that, and uh, of course uh, he had no better, re- you know, uh, back and forth than with Hulk Hogan, and uh, you know, of course, uh, on Monday Night Raw, Hulk, he did a little bit of a tribute to Mean Gene, and uh, it was great, and, uh, and if you guys uh, check it out, you know, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, just look it up you can find it there. But yeah, again, I wanted to discuss, uh, mean gene Oakland passing away last week and, uh, very sad, uh, loss for, uh, the community, especially for us. You know, we, you know, we grew up listening to that guy.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's definitely was one of those ones that like, when you hear it, you're
1: like, damn. Yeah, exactly. It's- exactly. Right. Yeah, man. And so, uh, well tonight, uh, we're going to be getting into some real deep stuff, man. And we're going to be talking about, well, uh, go ahead.
0: Actually, you there was another celebrity that just passed that was huge in our childhood. I maybe mean, not quite as big as mean Gene Oakland, but um Bob Einstein, also known as Super Dave Osborne.
1: Super Dave Osborne, yeah, I remember that guy.
0: Super Dave Osborne just passed away also. Yeah,
1: I remember that guy. He used to have like um like specials that you would Real come out. Voice. <laughs> yeah. But he used to get fucked up. Like he used to get jacked up when he used to do all yeah. these stunts and you know. He would just so really get his, messed up.
0: His actual name is Bob Einstein. He's been with Kirby Enthusiasm most recently. His brother is Albert Brooks. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, which Albert Brooks changed his last name from Albert to Albert Brooks because otherwise his name was Albert Einstein. No
1: <laughs> <lie>. <laughs> Not a bad uh, name to follow. Though. I,
0: no, you can't do that. Like you couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. It's all prack shit. But yeah. it was so it was just funny. It was on a it was on a level that nobody was really touching at that at that time. And uh you know, him and uh him and Me and Gene both passed away this past week and uh and it's a sad loss for all of Yeah for both of
1: them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I remember uh Super Day, they used to sell uh VHss for those uh give I don't know if those were like big cassette tapes that went yeah. into these things called VCRs. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they used to sell his VHS, like the greatest of his like wipeouts, like late at night, like on USA. And, uh, they would yeah. share all his like wipeouts, like all the shit when he got fucked up really bad. Yeah. They just compile it onto one tape and they sold it for like twenty nine ninety nine. man. I remember that, but <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. But yeah, no, it's uh again, sad week for, uh, you know, those two passing over uh, this past week. And, uh, You know, rest in peace. So um, that's it for the intro and the mailbag and news. Tonight, we're going to get into some pretty deep conversation uh, regarding the Dark Overlord. And uh, that's a hacker group that's been responsible for a lot of things as of late, uh, at least for the last five to six years. And we'll be talking all about that here in a moment. Again, if you guys have any suggestions for the show, uh, please send that over to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. We'll be back in a second, talking about The Dark Overlord. Well, I'm afraid not. Hackers are a grave threat to the national security. This incident just proves, without a doubt, that we need increased funding what? to stop... Hold on, i getting into
0: Hola, here. boys and girls. It is I, the hey, serial killer, next, making on. my first coast-to-coast, hey, hey, hey. coast hey. coast hey. worldwide, <laughs> global television appearance. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm here to tell you about this heinous scheme hatched with an Alex and Mineral.
1: But for what, you ask?
0: World domination? Nay. Something far more attacking. A virus called
1: Da Vinci that, when launched, would cause Ellingson mineral tankers to capsize, was to be blamed on innocent hackers. But this virus was really the smokescreen,
0: right? it uh, could be so vitally important to protect that someone would create uh, such a,
1: a nasty, uh, anti-social, anti-social, very uncool, uncool virus, virus program? Uh, <laughs>
0: But why? Could it be to cover the tracks of this worm program? A worm that was to steal 25 million bucks. The password for the time little sucker. belongs to Margo, head of public oh my relations, God. Ellingson Mineral. And Eugene Belford, computer security officer.
1: Son of a oh bitch! Oh. What's this? Is this the unnamed account in the Bahamas where the money was to be stashed? I think so. lucky!
0: know, kind of feel like God. Plague? Eugene? I don't want about it. <sighs> uh, <not either. laughs> Comedy of errors, I don't even know how to
1: work a VCR. I'll make a deal. Eugene Belford. I know where his mother is. I promise you. Get off of me. I need a lawyer. All right. And uh welcome back to Dark Fringe Radio. And we're going to be talking about the Dark Overlord Hacker Group. Now, uh, you know, Jay, we talk about hackers and you know mm-hmm. you bring up hackers, you tell talk to somebody about hackers. You, you know, you think about people that, you know, break into bank accounts and you know, steal credit card numbers and your identity, and you know, social security numbers. Post weird
0: shit on Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But this is um, this group, the Dark Overlord group. They're a little bit different than most, right? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard from them until you brought them up to me, and then I did a little bit of
0: research. Uh, they're definitely a different, uh, a whole different animal. I mean, this is this is some next level blackmail not so much Robin Hood kind of thing uh, but it's I mean
1: it's uh, they're a powerful group yeah they're real powerful and just to give you guys an example of what Jay's talking about uh, let's go back to 2017 the dark Overlords they basically they texted death threats to students and they dumped voicemails from you know from the victims and what I mean by this is just listen to this. The Johnson County Community School District in Iowa closed several of its schools after parents received text messages threatening to harm or kill their children. Just think about that first off. Let that sink in. For those of you that are parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. If you got a text message like that, you would be absolutely beside yourself, okay? First off, according to multiple local media reports, now a group of hackers who have traditionally tried to extort money from Target's through blackmail or intimidation, has claimed sending messages and has uh, released a set of alleged voicemails seemingly from affected students and concerned parents. Although it's not totally clear as to the new incident, it's part of extortion effort, the new signals as an unusual and worrying tactic when it comes to cyber criminals. Now, this is something, this is like a new tactic, Jay, that we're seeing with these criminals out there. You know, they're taking your sensitive information um, whether it could be anything, you know what I mean? And they're using it against you. That's, that's, that's a scary part of it. No, it's definitely frightening because they have, they have the means and the ability to
0: do whatever they want, take whatever they, they've got and post it, you know, it's, it could be very sensitive, very, uh, private things and just put it anywhere they want, uh, or else. And then, you know, they kind of got you by the short
1: curlies. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Again, the Dark Overlord group, they're previously tied to um, extortion of Netflix um, after hacking a production studio. The group stayed, um, started in mid 2016 um, by targeting a slew of medical centers across the United States before moving on to a number of private companies, such as um, commercial adhesives manufacturer Gorilla Glue, was one company that they kind of got into. Since around the last month, the group has shifted its focus is uh, all over the place, and we're going to be talking about the most recent uh, focus that it, it's got into. But you know, talking about this uh, particular you know incident, you know, they're they're basically using these tactics to raise up Bitcoin. They're using Bitcoin as what they want as far as a ransom. So it's not like we're talking about cash. Or wiring funds or anything like that. We're talking about Bitcoin, and the reason why Bitcoin is because it can't be tracked and traced. Um, so that's the reason why. Number one. I mean, it's pretty smart. It is smart. It is very smart. And in this case, you know, the Dark Overlord hacked the community school district, uh, attained a cache of data, used stolen contacts and details to send out threatening messages in a mass. Um, saying like, I'm going to kill some kids at your son's school. I mean, that's the text messages that they were getting Jay. Like when you get that, I mean, that's frightening. It's frightening. Sending, dude. It's frightening. I, would be, I would be beside myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, you're not going to send your daughter or your son to school that day. I'm not going to send know. You know, I'm not sending an Antonio over there. I can tell you that right now. You know, it's not going to happen, you know? And so, you know, in this, in this case, you know, they're getting these messages and they actually decided to cancel classes for that day, and it, it's just, it's crazy to believe that they that's even possible in this day and age, but it again, you, you really can't be too surprised again either, and again, they stole the voicemails from parents that were calling in, so somehow they were able to hack into the voicemails of these people who were actually calling into the school district and leaving messages. So it's just – it's really crazy. It's really crazy what they're doing here. So that's in 2017. Before that, they actually um, tried to hack Netflix, and they actually were able to put up for – basically, Ransom was the last season of Orange is the New Black. And they said they were Mm -hmm. basically going to release it before it was supposed to be officially released on Netflix. And I think they mm-hmm. held up Netflix for a bunch of Bitcoin as well. And I don't think they paid it off. And I think they released it. And people were able to actually see the whole season on, like, I think, torrents, which are, like, it's a whole other, like, fucking thing where you can download shit. But, yeah, so they were even able to do that. And now this was the next thing that they did in 2017. And then it continues because in 2018, you know, people are starting to kind of, like, tightening the noose on them. But next thing you know, they fucking hack into the U.S. government and they start pulling records of insurance companies during 9/11 and things that were going on after 9/11, and they are basically saying that they have proof that you know there was something nefarious going on with that whole scenario.
0: Yeah, well, that I mean that's uh, that's some real next level shit. That's the whole the hacking of the insurance companies finding the loopholes that could prove, uh, once and for all, about 9-11. I mean, really, without a doubt. You know, because there's a reason why it's still considered a conspiracy theory, because it's one of those things that eh, there are a lot of holes in the story, um, but people who aren't really looking with those kinds of eyes, they they can still take it for what they believe it was, uh, which was a terrorist attack on America, and and so on and so forth. But to get these documents and have those certified pieces of insurance and have them the benefit, like, really to show what happened that day, uh, that is ballsy. And not only is it ballsy, not only is it ballsy, but again, it part of it could be Robin Hood. Like, this could be really them I think so. Taking it to the you know, to that next level and saying,
1: Here, we want to show the truth,
0: shed the light on what actually happened. But they're not just they're not just stealing for the rich to take to the poor. No, they're stealing for the rich to keep for themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah they are. So, I mean <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it too. And listen, you know, it's not like the you know, these uh, government officials haven't tried to get these people. You know, they said that the news was kind of, you know, tightening on this group. But the problem is, is that they're international. Um, right. You know, it, it they I think they've arrested three people out of the whole group, Jay. I mean, OK, you got three people. I'm sure we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of operatives in this group. We're not yeah, talking it. about two or three people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, the problem is, is that, you know, these people also use a, a bevy of just. Different software where they're able to use VPNs, hide their internet, you know, uh, address. They're able to hack into these things invisibly. You know what I mean? And not leave a trace. That's the problem with these guys. It's so hard to catch them. That's the problem. They're what they're, the problem is, is that the people that they are catching, they're (laughs) so low level that it doesn't even help the situation because they don't have anything to do with the guys on top because the skill level is so different you know what I'm saying they don't it's, right yeah it's like these guys well, over here like, are like stealing rims on the bottom but these other guys here at the top they're robbing banks you know what I'm saying
0: well yeah it's it's just like you know the old mob family you know the, the guys getting the ones on the street they're the that's the up they're they're low level their their aspirations might be high but their abilities might not be there you know, it's like Al Capone, right? They, they only got Al Capone on tax evasion.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But that's crazy. That but That's what this now relates to today. All right, they pick up three people out of what's probably hundreds of people. And these guys are, are the lowest of the low level because, you know, the top guys, they're not making the mistakes that's getting them caught.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're, True. you're absolutely right. You're not lying. I mean, and so this latest development now with this whole 9-11 thing, you know, the group says that, that um, they're simply out for Bitcoin uh, in, return, in return for the data that they claim is linked to litigation for the September 11th terrorist attacks. Uh, when asked if the alleged attacks um, affecting major insurance outfits, um, Hiscox and Lloyds of London were carried out, out to stroke 9-11 conspiracy theories. And the group emailed Answer Red, we're doing this to fuel our Bitcoin wallets. That's what the quote was. Uh, and the Dark Overlord has long perpetrated extortion attempts following hacks of studios. Of course, we talked about Netflix. Basically, they've acquired 18,000 documents, Jay, many of which related nine eleven 11 events. And um, on Wednesday, this past Wednesday uh, of the last week, the hacker uh, group began posting links on Twitter and uh, Pastebin. Uh, which is another kind of like a social media thing, like almost like Reddit, uh, which they um, are said to be crowdfunding on the release of those documents. So, once they've received a certain amount of financial goals, ranging from two hundred and fifty in Bitcoin, uh, rising up to two million uh, more and more files would be released. So, basically, once it starts growing and growing, the more and more documents they're going to release until they finally release I all said. the documents. So. Yeah, it's uh, like a sliding scale of <laughs> ransom. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, the, you,
0: you got to think outside the box. I mean, how often is it just that someone is ransoming something? And it's, all right, want to do this, if you don't give me that. But here, what they're saying is, if you give us X amount, we'll give you X amount. If you give us X amount more, we'll give you X amount more. So that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: It's smart. It's, it's very efficient. smart. Very smart. Uh, And so what they're quoting on saying is uh, they said that we will be releasing the truth, the truth about one of the most recognizable incidents in recent history and one that is shrouded in mystery with little transparency and not many answers, the hacker wrote. Uh, Prior to the account being shut down, the Twitter account, uh, the group uh, contacted uh, WikiLeaks over Twitter saying Julian Assange is leaking information, might want to get in touch over the information that it acquired. Uh, over me emailed the uh, Dark Overlord uh, declined to comment, but a Hiscox person uh, said that the leak related to the breach of the unnamed U.S. law firm that advised Hiscox, uh, some of the commercial policyholders, and other insurers. Uh, that the incident was reported in April of 2018, so they recognized the incident that the data, uh, their data information server was breached. The uh, data was extracted from there. Uh, Since April of 2018, this is an interesting thing, Jay. I've never seen anything like this. I don't think we'll ever see anything else like this. I mean, in the own Uh, in their own state, I don't know. I go ahead. Well, I don't know
0: because usually, if something is proven and proven to work, there's always copycats. Man, everybody's going to jump up and think that they've got some other way to do it. Now, I don't. They might not have the same kind of penance that these guys have. And I'm sure at some point there's going to be an evolution beyond in which what they're doing because that's just how life life goes itself. Um, But I don't think we're ever going to see anybody do it the way these guys are doing it. I would that agree.
1: Yeah, and um, as of last week, uh, as an update, uh, they have released more and more documents. Crowdsource funding has gone up. um, So more documents have been released. And um, I think it's only a matter of time where they're going to find a gem in all this stuff. I mean, I know these guys on Reddit... They comb through all this information that comes out. Uh, Anytime the CIA declassifies information, they're there, uh, downloading this information. You know, skimming through it. There's people out there just do this for fun. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's crazy. Um, And they're just waiting. God bless them. Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to find something. It's going to happen. They're going to stumble onto something. Unless I mean, unless all this shit that they just found was nothing, just benign bullshit. And they're just calling a bluff, which is possible, too. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think they may know something.
0: You know, I think they might be onto something. I think they've got something or, or mountains of or something that shed a lot of light on something that not a lot of people want
1: the light shed on. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, it's funny because, you know, as everyday people, we just have to worry about, you know, our bank account being hacked. You know, our ATM card gets skimmed and our information gets fucked up and somebody's ordering a fucking pair of, like, ice skates from Wisconsin, you know, on your fucking debit card. And you're like, what the hell happened? But, you know, they fix it and it gets taken care of pretty quickly these days. Thank God. Back then it was pretty hard Uh, when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. Oh, God you know, something like that ever happened. It was just a very long process, but now, thank God, it's, it's, it's much easier and it's all because it's, it are you know, the financial institutions have gotten used to it. It's that bad. It's just like, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We know this. This is what happens. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, like, they just yeah, chalk well, they it just, up as a loss already.
0: They just back it up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. They're just like fine. Cool. Don't worry about it. We'll, re- we'll, no, I, I get it. Uh, you know, and they have to do what they have to do because that's keep their customers happy. You almost have to kind of feel bad for the banks to a point because they're ultimately the ones, you know, when they get hacked or when they get screwed, they're the ones that are kind of out those monies, you know. Uh,
1: They're financial. They're federally insured. That's why they have the FDIC. They're good. Don't worry.
0: I know. I know. I I know. It's just. Like a mom and pop Like a mom and pop bank? Yes. The poor people that have to interact with the customer service.
1: Yeah. Like, me too.
0: they're the ones that you get that person that's just screaming at you, you know, like, I had nothing to fucking do with it. All right, this is what we're going to do. Gonna just give me the money back. That's fine. We're just <laughs> give it to you. Which is the right thing to do. But again, it's it's a, it's a sad state in which we live in when it, information is so easily taken and utilized and and mismanaged or uh, used in, in the way it was not meant that. It's like, oh, okay, that happened again? All right, we're going to send you a new card. No problem.
1: It's just it's so, <laughs> it's so commonplace. Yeah, it That's is. That's what I'm looking for. It is. It is, man. So, yeah, man, I think uh, it, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen here in the next uh, coming weeks, you know, um, as the crowdsource funding goes up more and more, uh, more and more documents are going to be released. Um, it's just, it's, it's quite crazy. I think the next target would be to find out about the government shutdown and find out really what's going on. And I'm sure if they were to hack into some shit like that and get some information, that is something that would be pretty worthwhile as far as financial uh, compensation is concerned. So um, we're going to be keeping an eye out on the Dark Overlord Hacker Group as the weeks to come, and we'll be giving updates um, as they come along. But I think we covered that pretty well, the Dark Overlord Hacker Group, Jay. Thank you so much for uh, talking with me about that.
0: No, I uh, thank you for educating me on it. Uh, like I said, I find it, um, I find it very interesting. It's—it's
1: it's,
0: They could both do a lot of good with what they're at. Uh, they could stand to make a lot of money or they could, they could stand to do some, some very, very bad thing. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's very interesting to see how they kind of seem to kind of bob and weave around the line. I, I found it to be a, a very interesting read, a very interesting thing. I'll, I'll, Curious to see how they how they act in the future.
1: Yeah, and we'll keep everybody up to date as things come along. So, um, Jay, did you have anything else for the podcast for the uh, for the night tonight?
0: Uh, that's it for me, friends. Just uh, you know, make 2019 the the best year yet if it's within your with
1: your within your opportunity. Absolutely, and uh, I wanted to give a little bit of her birthday shout out to my daughter Layla. She turned four today, mm-hmm. so I wanted to say thank you um, and uh, happy birthday, little girl. And I appreciate you, and I love you very much. So, um, so thanks uh, for everyone. On that note, yes. On
0: that note, wait, hold on, freeze. On that note, because we took a two week break, we took a two week break, and in that two week break, my daughter. Callie actually had her fifteenth
1: birthday. Oh my gosh. Fifteenth birthday. Fifteenth birthday. She's getting ready to go get her learner's permit. So it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Side shout out. Happy birthday,
0: Pickle Face. I love you. You're a great kid. I'm super proud of you. And happy birthday, Layla. You're a beautiful, little, wonderful person.
1: Absolutely. Happy birthday, Callie. And that's it for us this week and Dark Fridge Radio. I'm Will Martinez for my co host Jake Pelosi. Thanks for showing up on the podcast, listening, and please make sure when you go on those uh, social media accounts and listen to the podcast, give us a five-star rating and a comment. We do appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week.